Did you know they're actually coming out with another Friday the 13th movie? Can you believe that? Man, what a pain. I, they wanted me to, you audition for it. Yeah, do I, can I get killed, please? Those kids are so easy to kill, you can strangle them with a cordless phone. You know what I'm talking about? I mean, you see how they just run right into danger, these idiots? They come right, they walk right into death. They're looking for death. You know, Hello, is anybody in here? Hello? Come on, you guys, this ain't funny. Billy? I want to get naked and take a shower, guys. What's going on? Someone's behind that door. I better check it out. See, who it is. Could be my friends. That's the spear. Lights, camera, action. Welcome back to another episode of Happy Hour Films. As you all know, I am Ross Bacon, and I'm joined by my co-host, Mike McGuigan. Mike, say hi. How is everyone doing? And as you should know by now, we're a podcast star. Cracks open a beer. We talk about some movies. Now, we are in October, which means we are in horror month. So, unlike last year when we did directors, this time we're going to be talking about the big four when it comes to the slasher, uh, the f- slasher franchises. And tonight we're going to be discussing, I guess, the the biggest of all of them, which would be the Friday the 13th franchise. In uh, the most movies, but I think well, there's that's what I meant, the biggest franchise, the fact that there's like fucking okay. 12 movies. <laughs> but you can say the biggest as in the most popular or the biggest as in the most movies. Well, it's definitely the most nudity. That's that's fair. Like studies found that it is the yeah. one with the most nudity. <laughs> it's also the basis of one of Happy Hour Films' legendary recastings, where Danny DeVito as Frank Reynolds is actually just beating the shit out of teenagers trying to have premarital sex. <laughs> that's right, and Charlie's trying to figure out what he's doing. What the hell are you doing, Frank? <laughs> oh, Frank. But um. Anyway, before we get too much more into that, we got to figure out what we're drinking. So, Mike, what do you have? We have the chalice. Here we go. (laughs) Goddamn fishbowl is back. (laughs) So we're actually recording this on a Wednesday night, and I kind of forgot to go grab beer. So since Jason X, one of the movies they're talking about, is just a fucked up mixture of a couple different. Oh, God. (laughs) So we're doing a (laughs) fucked up mixture. I am mixing Forgotten Boardwalks, Hell's Lager. Okay. From Cherry Hill, New Jersey. And two weeks ago, Clash of the Pumpkins, Pumpkin Ale. <laughs> so that's from, a uh, pumpkin ale and something else. Yeah, from Glastown Brewing. Nice. Okay. Now, I would have mixed the pumpkin ale with the pumpkin cider that I had last week, but I really enjoyed the pumpkin cider and I drank it all. <laughs> <laughs> so, Go drink it, but I forgot to save it. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Fucking name. That's actually a good mixture. <laughs> doesn't taste that distinct but every time you lift that thing up i expect a fish to jump out of it <laughs> <laughs> but you don't usually mix lagers and ales it's not like like if you mix a lager or an ale with a porter it's a black and tan or if you mix a lager with a cider it's a snake bite there's not really a name for this right right 
which I, I would make the argument that there's not really a name for what the fuck Jason X is, <laughs> what kind of genre that is. It's something, all right. Yeah. <laughs> it's something, but I'm not it's sure something. what. <laughs> exactly. No idea. But, but the um, mixture is better than expected. <laughs> yeah. There you go. Well, I did like both the beers that. individually, but the mixture works. Okay. And um, so Mike's got his giant fishbowl of uh, a mixture of a beer. And um, me, on the other hand, I went with, I didn't, I bought a bunch of pumpkin beers that I'm going to use for the next three. But this one, I was like, should I go pumpkin? Maybe not. But then I saw um, Boat Ramp Champ by Cape May Brewing. And the, the can art, is a guy with his car stuck in a lake and there's a dock and it looks like camp crystal lake (laughs) so i was like you know what i'm gonna go with that instead (laughs) but um it's a hell's lager like mike has it's 5.5 percent, and it's uh in cahoots it says with the qualified captain now i think the qualified captain is like a merchandise place like they have like clothes and shit um i'm guessing it's a cape may thing i don't know i don't go to cape may so i don't really know their local stuff <laughs> speaking of shores you do go to we just found out that ross is doing a collaboration <laughs> with <laughs> ship bottom yeah yeah let's bring that up for a second here ross <laughs> brewing again litigation pending uh is, i love ross by the way i love ross brewing i have not had a bad beer from there yet <laughs> yeah and i i think i've had one beer from them it was good mm-hmm. but uh but yeah, they're collaborating with Ship Bottom, with Ship Bottom Brewing, a brewery, and they have, it's like a Cracker Jack ale or something like that. And, and it's baseball uh, themed, which if you did not know, Ross does do a men's league baseball. Right. I play baseball every Sunday. And yeah, when I saw that and I was like, oh, when's it releasing? And it was like October 2nd. I was like, fuck, I'm going to be in Florida. <laughs> It's like, son of a bitch. <laughs> it's cracking bats ale is what it's called. So I'm going to try to get myself a case or a four pack or whatever. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So hopefully they'll either distribute it, have more of it. I don't know, but I, I or I'll have to have Mike pick up a four pack and I'll have to grab it from him, you know, but uh, <laughs> yeah. So I saw that. I was like, God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> The one beer. The one beer I can't get down there for. <laughs> has to be the one with my brewery on it. Well, the brewery named after me. Well, hey, Ross Brewing's it. absolutely named after Ross Bacon. For absolutely sure. named after me. These people we have never met, yet they still named it after me. Though Colleen would claim it's named after her for Colleen Ross. <laughs> well, I was around first, so I'm going to say it's me. <laughs> but she's more iconic in New Jersey. That is true. That well. <laughs> As far as everyone knows, she is. <laughs> and then again, we uh, we do have another iconic member of uh, the New Jersey populace, which his name is Jason. And he was my son. Today is his birthday. <laughs> Jason Voorhees, the legendary slasher, hockey mask, murderer, dead man, come back to life half cyborg by the end of all this (laughs) you know it is he is the man the myth the legend the undead and well 
he hates campers. <laughs> and he, he hates, hates premarital sex. He hates premarital sex. He hates he hates everything. Especially he hates you, especially coming onto his turf. You know, if you're on the Jason's property, he's gonna kill you. He's just gonna happen. You know what? Has he ever killed an evangelical Christian who preached against premarital sex? Um <laughs> I'm not okay. I'm gonna this is straight out full disclosure. I've seen every movie over the course of my life, but I've only seen the first and second one multiple times. And so, for maybe I've seen a couple times. We should, so, so the two movies we're specifically going to be talking about is Friday the 13th and Jason X. We're talking about the first one and the last one in the franchise. And, and the middle ones are going to come up too. But yeah, we're gonna, those, are, those are our focuses. <laughs> yeah, the focus for this month, we're going to be talking about the first one and the most recent or the last one in the franchise whatever it happens to be so or in the original timeline yeah 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 Yeah, we're not so, doing we're not doing remakes we've already talked about the remake for this one but yeah we're um we're not going to specific we'll mention some of the remakes probably but we're not going to mm-hmm. specifically talk about either one and any of them and all of them that we're going to be talking about all have remakes one franchise has multiple two franchises have multiple remakes <laughs> yeah but um yeah so tonight we're going to start with friday the 13th 1980 the original started by uh directed by sean uh sean s cunningham who has been involved with in some way or another most of the movies in this franchise and um of course as again we all know Spoilers for every single thing that we talk about on these on these episodes, as it always goes for this. But guess who's not in the first movie until the very end? <laughs> Jason. <laughs> now that's so obviously I was not born yet. Ross was even. Were you born yet when the first one came not out? Not when this came out. I was born when I think when two or three came out because they cranked out a shitload of these yeah. in the eighties. Yeah, this came out in what the first one was nineteen eighty. Correct. This is nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay, so I was not born yet. I was, I was, my mom was probably like 13 when this came out. <laughs> Part three came out in 82. So that's when I was, uh, when I showed up on the scene too. Coincidence? The, I think <laughs> the first, the first time I saw this, I was like, wait a minute. That's not Jason. <laughs> <laughs> no, it is not. It's just mommy. <laughs> Cause like everyone knows who Jason Voorhees is, but no one, but like, 12 year old 13 year old me when i first see it i'm like the hell that's not him <laughs> i don't even think mrs Voorhees gets a first name until like the second movie <laughs> i think that's when pamela actually gets attached to her name i think she's just mrs Voorhees in the first mm-hmm. franchise the first movie now this movie is a, it's a solid slasher like I uh, I don't know what why this movie was separated from the other slashers of the era that sparked well, the franchise. Well, this one essentially, and it's um, it's it's an, it's wide open. It's an open and known fact. Somebody at Paramount was like, "Hey, that Michael Myers guy was successful. Let's do one of those." Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then somebody was like, "Okay, we'll kill a bunch of camp counselors, you know, instead of a babysitter. You know, babysitters mm-hmm. like Michael Myers' thing is." But um no we're so that's it's essentially a blatant ripoff of Halloween, and it's it obviously spawned a equally large franchise I would say if not more 
recognizable and probably that's because it's attached to the the, uh, the day Friday the 13th. So every yeah. day, every year when there's a Friday the 13th, guess who gets brought up? But then again, every year when there's Halloween, guess who gets brought up? Yeah. So <laughs> and they both get brought up on that day. <laughs> yeah. So is this the... When did Nightmare on Elm Street, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street's 84? So that's the 84. newest of the the franchise that is, yeah, that's, we're talking about. That's the youngest per se yeah. of all of them because, um, and yeah, I mean, well, now that we've talked about three of the four, the fourth one is Texas Chainsaw that we're going to talk about. That one's like right in the middle of, I think, hell, that might even be before Halloween. Yeah, I, for some reason, I was thinking Texas Chainsaw was the oldest. Texas Chainsaw Massacre was 2003. Oh, wait, that was the remake. 1974. <laughs> yeah, no, 74. The remake was in uh, Halloween uh, 78. So, yeah, it goes Texas Chainsaw, Halloween, Friday the 13th, then Nightmare on Elm Street. Right, right. And next week, we're going to have uh, somebody on who I'm guaranteeing is probably going to fact check all of this shit. Yeah. <laughs> He's just going to, I'm just going to let him talk for like 20 minutes about how wrong we are about everything. <laughs> <laughs> But yeah, so this first movie, I think is a solid slasher, and I enjoy it, but I, outside of the moment where Jason leaps out of the lake and grabs uh, surviving hero, heroine number one. Alice. <laughs> Alice. Because <laughs> I don't think she's that, mem- she, she's no, uh, I don't know, of all our... Uh, maybe I guess not Texas Chainsaw, but of all the surviving, the best girls, I would say she's the least memorable. Well, I would say if anything, I think it's in Texas Chainsaw. I think her name is Sally. I think it is. But, yeah, she's um, probably the least memorable, just because I. Yeah. Depending on you know your uh, your love of slasher franchises, Final Girls, you know yeah. it's. Um, I would say it's it's Sally because uh, Alice. Is obviously the the original of this franchise, and when you're, yeah. it's like Laurie Strode, it's like um, Jamie Lee Curtis in Halloween. You know, you're. But the I would say first Jamie Lee Curtis girl. in Halloween is just like so. She's a league above this. Well, it's because it's Jamie Lee Curtis. You know, yeah. it's everybody else like Heather Langenkamp in um, uh, Friday in uh, Nightmare on Elm Street. She's obviously big when it comes to the Nightmare franchise, mm-hmm. but Jamie Lee Curtis had a movie career after all of this, you know? And then eventually was like, you know what? I'll come back to the Halloween franchise as an old woman, you know? it's I can, I'll do that. Whereas everybody else, it's kind of like, we've moved on. We're family women now. We're, you know, selling real mm-hmm. estate, whatever they happen to be doing, you know? I, none, none of them, at least from the first movies of all these, are really gigantic or like you know outside of the horror horror realm you know they're all on the convention the uh convention circuit now mm-hmm. whereas jamie lee curtis is still in hollywood doing movies like knives out you know <laughs> but with uh so i guess we're friday the 13th is separate from like the other franchises is i think the first movie is the most memorable in the other franchises it's the best movie in the other ones well, yeah and I would say this one, this one's great too, in the sense that it's, it's, it's weird because it's because of what came after it, because of all of the Jason movies that, except for the Roy movie, which I think is part five. Yeah. Except for, and then all of the Jason versions where Jason is our killer, 
the funny thing about this franchise is, is the one that gets remembered the most is the one without Jason. And it's, it's the reason, weirdly enough, Jason is the reason we have a killer in this, but he's not the killer. Yeah. <laughs> now that is, so I guess that is one of the things like no one expected, because you don't see the kill. You see the first person perspective of the killer for most of the movie. And then at the end, it's revealed who she is. And yeah. she like talks to her dead son while she's about to go kill someone. And kill her, mommy. Kill her. <laughs> <laughs> and she's awesome. She is. And like you don't Nancy expect. Yeah. yeah. And you don't expect like oh, loving mother is the killer of <laughs> exactly. all these camp counselors, which is a nice uh, subverting of expectations. But I don't oh, yeah, know. This absolutely. Is, I would consider this the weakest first movie of the four franchises we're talking about. See, I'm, you know, I'm kind of on the fence about it. Halloween is the strongest one for me. I yeah. mean, it's, it's, it's the best by far. Nightmare on Elm, Nightmare on Elm Street, Craven's directing in that, and the atmosphere of that movie is just so different and so great and, like, you know, ethereal. It's just awesome. And then Texas Chainsaw. Yeah, when it comes down to Friday the 13th and Texas Chainsaw, it's like, I prefer this to that, but that's a completely different style of movie. Like, Texas Chainsaw is just gritty and messed up. And it's it's actually, like, kind of terrifying in its atmosphere. Well, it feels like it shouldn't be, like, shouldn't exist. Like, you feel like you're watching a documentary, essentially. And that's, you know, what the gag around that movie is. It's supposed to be a, you know, a found footage sort of movie. Which is why I think, so I think that it works better in its premise than this works in, like, I felt like a, like I do kind of think that this is a camp, like kind of a campy slasher. Hey, like, hey, uh, uh-uh. it is not a campy slasher. We will not have puns like that on this episode. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I a literal campy slasher. <laughs> it is a literal campy slasher. But um, so I think I appreciate the franchise that spawned from it. I love Jason Voorhees as a horror icon. But in terms of first movies, I think this is the least original. Well, yeah, and of course, because it's openly, everybody that was involved with it has openly admitted that they just ripped off Friday, that they ripped off Halloween, you know? (laughs) But it's, so like, this versus Texas Chainsaw, which I would agree that they're the weaker of the two first movies. Yeah, and it's, I don't know, it's something about Texas Chainsaw, and Something it's hard about to that, watch. It's something about that franchise that, yeah, it's hard to watch. And the weirdest thing is, and this, the second movie of that that we talk about is probably the one I could watch repeatedly simply for the fact of how insane it is mm-hmm. <laughs> and of who's involved with it. You know, the fact that you got Renee Zellweger and Matthew McConaughey in that movie, you're kind of yeah. like, well, this, I can't stop watching this. This is amazing. Whereas the second one is basically just like, it's, and it's, it's weird to say that it's like a Rob Zombie movie because literally House of a Thousand Corpses is Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2. You know, it's, that's, those two movies are essentially the same. Yeah, how, I, I do, we didn't, did we talk, I'm trying to remember, we didn't talk about Rob Zombie last year, did we? No, 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 so. no. 
No, we didn't, because none of the movies that we mentioned were linked yeah. to him, and he definitely wasn't one of the directors we picked. <laughs> we went with because I do love uh, The Devil's Rejects is one of my all-time favorite horror yeah, and he's a good horror, um, he's like a B-horror movie director, which yeah. is what he excels at, and that's what he purposely goes for, you know, he's not going for, you know, The Conjuring, you know, yeah. he's not going for high art or anything, or something that's going to make you think, he's not like a midsummer kind of director, you know, Yeah. he's a guy who's like, I saw Texas Chainsaw Massacre 2, and I want to remake that with a mm-hmm. shitty redneck family, you know, <laughs> so I'm going to make House of a Thousand Corpses, like that's what I'm going to Fish do. boy! Right, <laughs> and... So where it comes to like with this, with Friday the 13th and this whole franchise. Now, I Mike watched a couple of the other movies outside of the first one and Jason X. Like you watched the first three, right? I watched the first three, Freddy versus Jason and Jason X. That's right. All right. And what I did instead, because I didn't have that kind of time, although it's ironic what I'm about to say, that it's a seven hour documentary I watched. (laughs) It's uh, Crystal Lake Memories and it's on Shudder. If you have Shudder, it's on there. It's six hours and 40 minutes and it covers the entire franchise of Friday the 13th, even the TV series. And so starting like a week and a half ago, I started watching that and I would watch it whenever I had the chance. And eventually leading up to like recording this, I finally finished it the other day. And it's crazy as hell how in-depth it is. And depending on how we feel about Corey Feldman, he narrates it. So he's actually really good because he's a big part of that franchise, this franchise as well. But just to hear a lot of the shit that they went through just to put a lot of those movies on screen is really remarkable. Like this movie was essentially made for nothing, you know? And that's how all of like the best, Usually the best movies, like some of the most iconic, like classic, cold classic movies start. They start with nothing and then they make a ton of money and then they spawn gigantic franchises. Well, that's like uh, Saw in particular. (laughs) So like with slashers, you got to look at the kills. The kills are always important, especially if you're going for like a more generic slasher. Now, this movie you could tell how little was made for with some of the kills. <laughs> Although they did manage to score Tom Savini, the legendary yeah. Tom Savini for the effects. And when you get that guy involved with your gore, you're going to yeah. have great kills. They're going to be awesome. <laughs> you know, a former Vietnam field, like, yeah. like, um, uh, is either a photographer. I think he was a photographer, not a, or maybe a medic, but what he saw is essentially what you see in his films. Cause he's like, I saw the real thing. So if it doesn't look like the real thing to me, it's not going to look like to you. <laughs> so, you yeah. know, he's like, so I'm doing this the real way. But like, what? who catches, someone catches an arrow. Uh, again, they, the kills sometimes are the others. Who catches an arrow in the throat? Is that the first kill? No. And yeah. I will tell you exactly who catches the arrow through the throat because he finishes having sex. Uh. Marcy goes to uh, go to the bathroom. He lays down to smoke a joint. And then he's on the bunk bed and he gets the arrow pushed through his neck from the, from the underneath. Yeah. Now that, that young actor is my long lost brother, Kevin Bacon. <laughs> <laughs> that's I, how I always forget that that's Kevin Bacon. If I... <laughs> It's his second movie. I believe animal house was his first. And then I think he did this next. And weirdly so the, enough, the, I first, think... the first kill is like the kind of throat slash. Right? The yeah. first one's Annie. I think it's, it's well, no, technically not the first one. The, the first one in present day is Annie. 
which the is first the ones slash. of the movie are the original two camp yeah. counselors that um oh, we weren't I, doing anything we weren't doing anything yeah my dick's <laughs> hanging out but we weren't doing anything you know and then they're the ones that get killed first technically or if you want to get real real technical jason's the first death <laughs> but he's not on screen is he actually dead i <laughs> well right is he actually Wait, what dead? the fuck is going on with that there's so much lore around how jason keeps coming back from hell well first of all why so He's an innocent child when he first died. So why is he in hell? What what is Jason? What skeletons is Jason hiding in his closet that he came back from hell the first time? What's going on there, Jason? What kind of porn are you jerking off to? <laughs> well, when Jason gets to hell eventually in his movie, he very much deserves to be there. <laughs> well, yeah, yeah, for sure. But, but why is child Jason going there? <laughs> when did when does that when does that said? I'm just assuming because he, whatever, drowned in the lake, popped back up, and the only place we saw him return from was hell. So I'm going to assume that he went to hell and came back. <laughs> so what you're suggesting is that his return in, like, part eight or nine or whatever it is, I think it's nine, when Jason goes to hell, you're saying that that's a return trip for him. <laughs> yeah. Not a I'm first timer. That- well, hey, we're, so we know that he's going back a couple of times because of Jason versus Freddy, or Freddy versus Jason. Right, right. Yeah, it's... Which does I, not work chronologically with our next movie we're talking about. Well, that's the thing, and that's the thing about this franchise. Excuse me, someone actually did the work to figure it out, and I don't have the time to quickly google it and try to figure it out but the actual in movie timeline of this franchise eventually obviously jason x leads to 24 55 or whatever it is but before we get to the old the super year future, it's 24 55 right so before <laughs> we get to the super future it's like 2010 i think is present yeah. day in the beginning of jason x yeah. and before that by the time we hit 1990 on our date, like, so when a movie comes out in 1990, in the franchise's timeline, it's already like 1996. You know, they've already, they're already ahead of us by a few years. And each, because each one, there's a, like three in a row, I think it's three, four, and five, all take place within like three days of each other. You know, they're all back to back to back, essentially. Mm-hmm. But so those kind of stack up, but years wise, release wise, they're, you know, a couple years difference, but mm-hmm. yeah, timeline in the universe of Friday the 13th is by the time we hit the super future again, like 2010, and that's nine years ahead of what the release date is in the movie. But yeah, I am suggesting that Jason has a punch card for hell. And the next time he goes back, he's getting a free frozen yogurt. <laughs> But it'll be lukewarm. <laughs> it won't even be really frozen. That's that's hell's frozen yogurt right there. It'll Jason be gets his frozen. <laughs> Jason returns to Earth to kill people because he's mad about his uh, his not quite frozen yogurt. <laughs> he's mad about his milkshake. <laughs> God, what, if you make a milkshake with frozen yogurt, is it a milkshake or what? What is it? It's hell. What do you expect? <laughs> I'm not gonna make it right. <laughs> it's, it's hell where you don't get ice cream, you get lukewarm frozen yogurt. Right, exactly. You get soup. You get, you get slightly cold soup. <laughs> we only have Greek yogurt. No, no. <laughs> you bastards. 
But, so yes, my theory is Jason's into some kinky porn, and that's uh that's why he goes to hell as a child. <laughs> after being drowned. After, being <laughs> after drowned. drowning because no one taught the kid to swim, which you think <laughs> would be the first thing they did before getting a kid in the lake. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe Jason was into watching the camp counselors, and that's why he went to well, hell. That's, that's what they really should have done. Like they should have made it uh the fact that Jason was a little pervert and his mom didn't know. So like that's why they, you know, shunned him and made him go out in the lake or whatever. And that's why he died. So they're like, oh, the sheep puts they, it together they, wrong. Instead of <laughs> negligence, they actively murder him in this version. <laughs> yeah, you know, something like that. Or they're just like child killers, you know. Like they pick one kid every year to sacrifice to the water gods, you know. <laughs> Yo, if Cthulhu made an appearance in Friday the thirteenth. Shit would be awesome. Why that'd be sick. <laughs> Jason versus Cthulhu. Cthulhu, that would be awesome. We sacrificed Jason to the old ones. Now he's there back to now he's back to exact his revenge. He's like a weird fucked up version of Ghost Rider where he's embodied with the spirit of Cthulhu and has to kill Cthulhu. <laughs> well, he is always on fire, so that would work. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> he is frequently on fire. Instead of uh, what Mesothopolis. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But um, and one of the better like one well the current one of the actual you know the actual facts about the filming of this movie is that a it was filmed in Blairstown, which is a little north of Hackettstown, up by up north by the Delaware Water Gap. It was also filmed in Hope, which is next door to to Blairstown, and it was also filmed in Freehold, which is in Monmouth County. Yeah, I'm, and, I'm going to Freehold a lot. <laughs> yeah, there you go. And down in down here in Burlington County, on the way to Long Beach Island in Pemberton, there's this. Um, it's Lake Pemberton, which is just off Route 38. It looks like when you're driving by, it looks like Crystal Lake. You know, it looks like you go by, and I think there might even be a sign that says like you know Pemberton Crystal Lake or some shit like that. But so, um, is this the most iconic New Jersey movie, or is Clerks the most iconic New Jersey movie? I mean, I feel like if Clerks was a horror movie, it'd probably end up being like this, like Randall would be a slasher. <laughs> no, no. If Clerks was a horror movie, someone would turn into a walrus. Tusk. 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 For anyone who did not get the Tusk reference. No one did because no one saw Tusk. <laughs> I, I, I saw Tusk and I hate the fact that I saw Tusk. But... Yeah, and then, of course, you know, Clark says hockey, you know, it's all there. It's all there. That, that is something with it. So Jason doesn't get his iconic look until the third movie. So first movie, you got Mrs. Voorhees and child Jason, who has returned from hell because he's a little pervert, apparently. <laughs> he was a child with special needs, man. <laughs> he went to hell for some reason. We don't know. They're not all innocent. <laughs> Um, second movie, you get burlap sack Jason, which yes. I love that. I love that. That's what they, they're like. So, what's a, what's Jason going to look like in this? Well, he's very deformed. Put a bag on his head. Yeah, fucking bag. Perfect. 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 God damn it, Bill! You're on fire. <laughs> what's, wait, should we have two wait, eye holes? Wait. No, just one. <laughs> just one eye hole. <laughs> Bill, you're on fire. Wait a minute. Can we light Jason on fire? Save it for another movie, Bill. The ideas are rolling. Damn it, Bill. <laughs> too many too soon, all right, man? We only have so much money to throw at you. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, and then, of course, you know, yeah, burlap sack Jason in, that, in the second one. But um, but in this one, the deaths, like we mentioned the deaths in this movie, the, the best, 
this does have a lot of good deaths for what it is. Yeah. You know, there's a lot of good because Jason's got a couple trademarks when it comes to his kills in the franchise. Mm-hmm. One of which is pushing stuff through people's throats from underneath. He does that a few times. And then, of course, there's good old blades to faces. Yeah. You know, and Jason gives Marcy the axe or the hatchet right in the face in this one. And it's a great effect. And you it's mean, also uh, great how she dies. Because <laughs> she's like, Mrs. Voorhees. <laughs> Well, oh yeah, that's right. Sorry, Pamela gives her the axe to the face. There's a lot of axes to faces in these movies, regardless of who's throwing them. Yeah. But now, when people start saying it's like, oh, it's Pamela killing people, I could probably overpower her. <laughs> well, she is a little crazy, you know, because her son drowned and she's on a murder spree. That's true, <laughs> but I still argue the point that. An average, how old are the people like working at Crystal Lake? 17, 18 year old guy could probably, 19, over, could probably overpower her. You'd think so, but I don't know. She's got that big ass machete on her belt already. So she's probably yeah. used to doing some shit like this, you know? <laughs> so are we? <laughs> Pamela Voorhees is a Vietnam veteran. She does, le- she does leg day and she's ready to kill teenagers. <laughs> You're fucking right she is. She is absolutely <laughs> ready to kill some teenagers. Hey, you know, if you're a mother your ass loses their child that way, of course I think you're probably yeah. capable of anything, you know? <laughs> oh, yeah, but, I'm not arguing that she's not capable, but I am arguing that a fully grown uh, Kevin Bacon could probably, you know, take her down. <laughs> Except the fact that he doesn't even know she's there. Before That's he true. knows it, suddenly there's an arrow through his fucking throat, you know? <laughs> But and that's also, the thing with a lot wanna, of. I do want to know the logistics of that. How hard is it to push an arrow through someone's spinal cord through their throat? Like, what yeah. are the logistics of actually accomplishing that? That obviously suspension of disbelief. We're going to talk about a girl getting her head cryogenically frozen and smashed in a couple minutes. So right, <laughs> yeah. Which uh, and I'm Mythbusters, going to praise it. <laughs> yeah, which MythBusters proved you couldn't actually do, but. <laughs> But yeah, so it's, and then there's, you know, there's a lot of, I mean, I don't think there's, none of them really had a chance to be like, oh, wait, I got to fight back because they suddenly, they realize who she is and then die. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, wait, you're killing me. Oh God. <laughs> but then of course there's, there's just, you know, just the simple fact if we're like, you know, if we're doing like a real world situation here, nobody. And of course it's the fact that the movie is a whodunit essentially. Like who is this mystery killer, you know? Yeah. And so we can't have one of the characters say, oh, hey, Pam, how's it going? You know, it's like, like, um, uh, what's his name? Steve Christie, the the, the one guy who's, yeah. she's an old friend of the Christie's, you know, he would go, hey, Mrs. Voorhees, how you doing? What's going on? What, uh, how you doing? Oh, you're, you're murdering me. Oh, okay. <laughs> you know, or a lot of couple of the counters be like, who the fuck are you, lady? You know, oh, axe to the face. Oh, okay. So it's like, oh, all right. So our mystery killer is a woman. Interesting. But at some point, someone would be like, who the fuck are you, lady? Get the fuck out of here, you know? <laughs> Can I help you, ma'am? <laughs> are you lost? <laughs> Why do you have that archery set? <laughs> Imagine seeing that 80s blonde haircut strolling up with an, with an arrow pointed at you. There are so, there's so much 80s in this, in this movie, especially the 80s hair. Like, Alice's hair is such 80s hair. 
And it's incredible because it took place in 1980. The 80s haven't even happened when this movie was being filmed, yet they somehow captured the 80s. <laughs> right, exactly. Like, the, yeah, it's weird. The 80s were a weird decade like that because, like, 1980 and 81 were kind of left over from the 70s, but they still had that, like, 80s feel to them every now and then. Yeah. But, like, then <laughs> there's... There's also, aside from the 80s-ness, there's also a lot of uh, great horror tropes that hit in this movie, especially in the opening minutes of this film. Like, we get killed while making out. We get a hitchhiker, a mysterious location that all the locals are afraid of or know that had some horrifying shit happen. There's an ominous warning from the local crazy person, you know? And then there's, of course, shirtless guys in 80s short jorts, you know? <laughs> Let's bring back short shorts. <laughs> nope. Especially short jorts. Like, these guys are all oh, short yeah. jean shorts, you know? The old Dennis Reynolds special. <laughs> <laughs> now, I did, because of this movie, I decided to watch another movie that's not in franchise, but I thought it was important to bring up. Can you take a guess at which movie? Um... No, the Living Dead Part 3. I don't know. (laughs) Sleepaway Camp. Sleepaway Camp? (laughs) Sleepaway Camp is such a classic one. It's, oh, wow, it's so good. Especially the ending. That ending is fucking terrifying. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, if Sleepaway Camp came first, I think the argument could be made that 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 becomes the franchise, not Friday the 13th. (laughs) I mean, there are three Sleepaway Camp movies. (laughs) The second and third of which, I believe, star Bruce Springsteen's younger sister. (laughs) I think it's Pam Springsteen, I think it might be. (laughs) Because he's got two sisters, one of which is not in Sleep Boy Camp. (laughs) (laughs) But, yeah, that's that's a fun franchise. That's also on Shudder, I think. Uh, Yeah, you can watch that. That's a good... That's a good one to watch. Be like, hey, this is a fun movie. Oh, my God, what the hell? You know? (laughs) That's essentially the last five minutes of that movie. Yep. (laughs) Oh, my God. Ah, What happened? What is going on? What the hell is happening right now? I thought I was watching a generic camp slasher. (laughs) What the fuck? What the fuck? Yeah, Pamela Springsteen, yes. And then Danny DeVito shows up. And of course, yeah. <laughs> now, imagine, uh, for those of you who have seen Sleepaway Camp and know the ending we're talking about, just imagine Danny DeVito being that ending. <laughs> just imagine seeing to. Danny like that. And I, I won't say what it is because <laughs> you have to see it without knowing it. <laughs> but just if you've seen it, just imagine Danny DeVito being standing there like that. <laughs> Paint this picture in your head. <laughs> exactly. And then never forget it. <laughs> Yeah, that's oh boy. Yeah, that's a fun one. Then there's um shit, there's another one. It's um uh my bloody birthday or some shit like that. It's it's this one where these two kids are like killers, they're like serial killers or something like that. Um, it's it's terrible, it's a terrible movie, but um, yeah, it's it's a weird like little kids trying to murder kids. Um simply because they can kind of situation a bloody birthday is what it's called yeah and it's uh yeah it's not good <laughs> but it's it's also like terrifying like oh children doing horrifying things which 
doesn't only really has in this franchise when Tommy Jarvis shows up, which is yeah. when Corey Feldman shows up and goes nuts at the end of that movie. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, so first Friday the 13th, I think the reveal of Pamela Voorhees, the fact that it's an insane mother of the dead camper, I think that it's a cool ending. I think the kills are decent, um, decent suspense. Overall, good slasher. But I would still consider it the weakest of the first movies that we will be talking about this month. Yeah, yeah, and it's, it's either that, like I said, either that or Texas Chainsaw for me. But um, and I make the I'll make the argument that the grittiness and hard to watch aspect of Texas Chainsaw puts it a step above this. Yeah, I can see that. But um, and even though since I mentioned it earlier, like I mentioned it before, mm-hmm. the Friday the 13th franchise is the one with the most nudity in all of the slasher franchises. Second, if you consider a slasher movie, Hellraiser is second. And then Wrong Turn, I think, was the third one. And that's just, like, occasion. I think I've seen only, that's, like, seven movies in that franchise. I've only seen, like, two or three. And they're all about, like, the first one, I think, is in, I think, I think, no, I'm thinking Wolf Creek. Wrong Turn, I think, is all in, like, the Appalachian Mountains or, like, West Virginia or something like that. But, um, yeah, so Friday the 13th has the most nudity. In this movie, we only get one pair of boobs. One. And one sex scene. <laughs> it's very on Slasher and very on Friday the 13th, but yet it started it all. You know, it started that whole franchise that way, you know? <laughs> so I think about the Hellraiser franchise. That's just fucking bizarre. Well, yeah, it's because it's, I'm fairly certain it's based off of maybe not a series of books, but definitely one book, but I think yeah. Clive Cussler is how it is. Yeah, that dude was like, it's like take Stephen King, but make him horny, you know? <laughs> well, That's, more so than, than 70 Stephen King was. <laughs> I brought up last week the game Dead by Daylight that has a lot of the, a uh, lot of horror characters in it where you could play as killers. And Jason's the only one you can. And that's because he has his own video game that's actually a lot of fun. The Super Nintendo? It. I mean, the regular Nintendo one? The 8-bit Nintendo one? I'm not talking about that one. I'm talking about uh, there's one on like the PS4 and Xbox One where one character plays as Jason, the rest play as campers, and he has to go around and try and catch and kill all the campers. Oh, nice. And yeah. the only way you could stop him is you got to find his uh, Pamela's like bloody clothes are around, and you got to put that on like he has like a uh, a shrine to Pamela. And That's the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> You have to find the shrine to Pamela and use that to uh, weaken him. That might, it's been obviously decades since I played the 8-bit Nintendo version, but there's something like that in that one too. You got to do something like that. I don't know. But yeah, that's the whole shrine and the whole dressing up as mom. That's the second movie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And uh, it, it's a pretty cool game because you can, so you could be all the different Jasons throughout the ages. Like the Jasons from different movies have different power, like special power ups. Can you be Roy? You can be Roy. Nice, good old Roy. He's very, he's very unrecognized in these movies, or underrecognized, I guess. Also, that's because he came in the fifth one, which is like one of the most forgotten ones. <laughs> he's just a random paramedic <laughs> that's like yeah. mad his daughter died or something. I forget what it is. But um, then of course you know in this there's um. Warrington, I think, is the dude's name, and he plays at least some of Jason in this movie, quote unquote Jason. But um, 
Tom Savini is also a couple times Jason because all you see are their hands, you know, or well, Pamela in this one, I should mm-hmm. say. But of all the Jasons and all the all the franchise, obviously the most famous is Kane Hodder. Yeah. And because he played him like three or three times in a row, I'm pretty sure. And he's gonna be in the next one we talk about, Jason X. But yeah, imagine, imagine the one with Roy. You just they're like Oh, it's Roy. You mean Jason couldn't make it back from hell this time? And then Jason actually is back from hell, but he's just like having a martini in Florida or something. He's no. taking a vacation. No, he's just there watching. He's like, <laughs> just hanging out, just watching. He's like, all right, get him, Roy. Yeah, fuck that. <laughs> fuck those he, kids, Roy. <laughs> he's actually friends with Frank Reynolds, and they're having a drink watching Roy do his shit. <laughs> so then Roy starts blasting. <laughs> Roy, get him, Roy. I'm Jason. I talk now. <laughs> Jason. Jason actually loves Danny DeVito. It's it's a known fact that Jason Voorhees is a huge Danny DeVito fan. He's kind of like him. It's kind of like Kim Jong Un and uh, Dennis Rodman. That's right, friends. Yeah, Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say Jason's as bad as Kim Jong Un, but what are you gonna do? (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, it's but yeah, it's of course Jason's a Jersey guy. He's got to love Danny. You know, he's got to be a big fan of Danny's work. But, it's incredible that they haven't done a Friday the 13th Jersey Shore crossover where Jason goes and kills all the people from the Jersey Shore and everyone's just like, good job, Jason. <laughs> I would love it if that was just a real thing where somebody dressed in a hockey mask just slaughtered all of them. <laughs> <laughs> I would be fine with seeing that on the news. I'd be like, well, finally. <laughs> Thankfully, someone got around to doing that. Thank you. Thank you, lone psychopath. <laughs> Jason Voorhees versus Seaside Heights, New Jersey. <laughs> Who knows if he'd make it out alive? <laughs> he'd Mike probably si- die killing everyone. He'd have a heart attack from the excitement of killing everyone. <laughs> Mike, the situation goes up and tries to punch Jason. He gets his head cut off. Yeah, Jason tears through 700 people in Seaside Heights <laughs> and dies of exha- exhaustion at the end. <laughs> An American hero dies of exhaustion. <laughs> Jason shows up to Seaside Heights, goes, oh God, kills himself so he can return to hell. Right. I'd rather be in hell. <laughs> and, nope. Just said her, nope. And then stabs himself in the throat. <laughs> I'd rather be in hell. But anyway, so enough about the Pamela Andrew, uh, Pamela Anderson. <laughs> <laughs> enough about the Pamela Voorhees. Pamela uh, Anderson went on a killing spree to avenge right. Jason Voorhees. She was tired of wearing the red swimsuit. So she finally snapped and killed a bunch of campers. But all right, no, she was using Tommy Lee's dick as a machete. <laughs> Jason what? Voorhees versus <laughs> Jason Voorhees versus uh the Tommy remake. Lee's dick. <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna it's Jason Voorhees versus the Rock and Zach Efron in Baywatch, Baywatch? versus Jason Voorhees. <laughs> versus the Baywatch movie <laughs> not, not the actual television show no David Hasselhoff to be found here no, oh no 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 Jason Voorhees <laughs> is about to hit the killing blow on the rock Zach Efron's head it's already 20 feet that way and then all of a sudden David Hasselhoff shows up and, <laughs> and, he, and he, just says, like... <laughs> he just says his one line from Guardians of the Galaxy 2 and beats the fuck out of Jason <laughs> But before he even does that, it's kind of like a wrestling entrance. All you hear is, some people stand in the darkness. And then all of a sudden he shows up and knocks him out. By God, is that David Hasselhoff music? Oh, my God. He comes in with a steel chair. 
By God, Hasselhoff hit it, Jason, with a, with a chair. I can't believe what I'm seeing. And then they win WrestleMania. <laughs> the Rock and David Hasselhoff become the tag team champions. That was just... And Zach Efron is just laying there decapitated. He's just dead. He's just dead. That's just silly. <laughs> So, that's right, silly. That's we have silly. pitched we have pitched Splooge, and that's silly. Hey, Splooge will one day become a movie. Society will get to that point where Disney Pixar makes a movie from the <laughs> sperm. I don't know if Disney Pixar is gonna make it, but like we got sausage party, so one step further, people. <laughs> yeah, somebody will get there. So anyway, that's enough about Friday the 13th, the original installment. Mike, how is your cauldron of beer? <laughs> it's solid. I mean, I was expecting a more distinguished taste, but like they just kind of mix together. It's pretty good. Hint of pumpkin. It's nice. You're only expecting a more distinguished taste because you're drinking it out of a knight's helmet. I'm expecting it's a Dave and Buster's glass. So that what is more distinguished than a like 64 fluid ounce David Buster's? Uh, cauldron. <laughs> Literally anything. <laughs> You're wrong. <laughs> oh, so facts have shown that is incorrect. <laughs> it is in fact the most distinguished thing ever. But uh, yeah, and my uh, Cape May Brewing in cahoots with the qualified Captain Boat Ramp Champ is uh very good, delicious. I just cracked open number two. And I'm uh, enjoying looking at these people laugh at this uh, dude who's drowning in a lake, much like Jason did. But <laughs> we are far, far away from a lake now because now we have fast forwarded to our year, 2001, their year, 2455. And um, it's Jason X. Directed by James Isaac, who did nothing else. <laughs> so it's incredible and, that it took them this long to get to space. Because I was watching a video on other horror franchises that made it to space by this point. And you had the Leprechaun. <laughs> that was number four, I think, right? Yeah, I think so. Number four. You had uh, Leprechaun in the Hood. <laughs> <laughs> you had uh, the Xenobites made it with Hellraiser. Yes. Yep. Yeah, they did. Yeah, that, that, no, was I, 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 no, that was Hellraiser 4. That was the fourth installment. And yeah, that might be the only horror franchise that cranked out movies faster than this one. Like, I feel like Hellraiser 4 and 5 came out the same year. Well, it shows it. I mean, Hellraiser sucks. <laughs> it really does. <laughs> the I first they, one's fine for what it is, but then I after think that... I the second it, one's fine. Like, I think Hell in the second one is kind of interesting. I mean, at one point, they take... Uh, the star of the program, the guy who plays um Kane in that, <laughs> he's in one of them. I think he's in like three. I think Henry Cavill's in fucking one of them too. I think he's in the one where it's a video game. I think, <laughs> but um, yeah, that's yeah. The Hellraiser franchise is it's weird because like it's like even like horror hounds are kind of like yeah, don't even bother. <laughs> you know, it's like watch the first and second one. I think you'll be all right, but. Don't yeah. even bother with the rest of that. It's like, wow, well, you can't even uh, keep diehard horror fans involved. You know, that's when, when your big villain is a puzzle box. Yeah, well, yeah, the <laughs> lament configuration. 
Hellraiser Hell World. Yeah, 2005. That was um, the one with Henry Cavill in it. And uh, yeah, that's that's a straight to video, I think. <laughs> but, uh, I, I figured like everyone after two was a straight to video. Yeah, I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure two might have been too. But uh, yeah, so speaking of not straight to video though, Jason X is actually supposed to come out in like 1998 or something like that. It was supposed to come out right around after Scream when like the height of self-referential horror was big you know like when we got our i know what you did last summer urban legend all the other garbage that came out after that that thought it was fun to kill a bunch of good-looking sort of teenagers young young 20 folk with jokes as well but um that's and that's what they, they rewrote it like originally it supposed to just be like jason if it was aliens you know yeah <laughs> and Instead, we got Jason if it was aliens, but also if someone had seen Scream in the background sitting in a crowded bar and only saw subtitles. You know, it was we didn't we didn't get an actual movie. We got a series of murders. <laughs> now, can we talk about how David Cronenberg's in this movie? <laughs> the best part, and I learned this from that documentary I watched. He wanted to be in this movie. And the reason he wanted to be in it is because he wanted to die on screen. <laughs> <laughs> he was like, I will be in your movie, sir, but you must kill me. And they were like, uh, sure. Legendary director, David Greenberg. <laughs> we will absolutely kill you on screen. <laughs> and then we also pretty much like there's Sergeant Brodsky. <laughs> Brodsky. <laughs> I mean, it's literally, they, they might as well name him Sergeant Brodsky. 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 <laughs> Sergeant Bro Cephas. <laughs> Sergeant Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> now, funny. So let's let's take a let's take a Metacritic score. What do oh, we think the Metacritic God. score for Jason Mike, X? Mike, are you sponsored by Metacritic? Mike, are you sponsored by Metacritic? I exclusively trash Metacritic. <laughs> all right, all right. Is Rotten Tomatoes paying you to trash Metacritic? If so, share. <laughs> <laughs> so let's take a guess. What do we think the Metacritic score for Jason X is? It's entirely too high. It can't be over five. Oh, it is. No. It can't be over seven. Oh, it is. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> it's higher than the original Friday the 13th. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> what Jason is it? Jason X's Metacritic score is 25. Which is, it's out of a hundred. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that's about right. <laughs> the original Friday the Thirteenth credit Metacritic score is twenty two out of a hundred. Wow. So two point five out of ten versus two point two out of ten. Yeah. Wow. Does it have the whole franchise listed? What's the highest ranking one? I would have to go individually, but it's I probably can tell you part. Part I would two, be three. Part two is 26 out of 100. I would say two or three are probably the highest. Uh, Even though I believe it's part, part eight. Three is, part three is 30 out of 100. Oh, yeah. Okay. So, that I mean, obviously part three is where he gets the mask and. Yeah. But. And the, fi the final chapter is 33 out of 100. That's four, isn't it? I think so. And then, 
You got part five is that that's the lowest. That's 16 out of 100. Yeah. And Jason then uh, lives is 30 out of 100. What's part seven? New blood. It's a part seven, new blood, 13 out of 100. That's our lowest. Because that's the one with the best death. That's about one of the best kill. That's the sleeping bag kill. Yeah. <laughs> that is the greatest death in this whole fucking franchise. I love that death. It is so, such a good one. And it was supposed Jason- to be. <laughs> Much, much worse. Like, much bloody, much more bloody. Jason takes Manhattan as the new low with 14. <laughs> you mean Jason's on a cruise ship for most of this movie and then finally shows up in Manhattan for the last 20 minutes? Jason Goes to Hell is a 17. Yeah, it's, that's and that, at the end of that one. Is that the one at the end where Freddy pulls, like, Freddy's hand pulls the mask yeah. on, underneath? Yeah. And then Freddy versus Jason is a 37. That's our leader. Probably, yeah. I mean, even though when you go back and watch that movie, and I haven't done it in like forever, I haven't I haven't seen a movie since it came out. When you go back and watch that movie, I'm pretty sure none of that dialogue holds up. Yeah, (laughs) I'm pretty sure that's all a lot of probably f bombs, not fuck, but the other one that's not great for gay people. And um, I mean, there's a lot of R words thrown around there. So, but that is our highest Friday the Thirteenth score, thirty-seven out of a hundred on Medicare. And it's not even technically a Friday the Thirteenth movie, you know. It's it's a crossover, (laughs) and it's. Then it's a tie with uh, the final chapter and the reboot. The reboot and the final chapter are both 34s. And that's the thing. We've talked about the reboot. And the reboot, now it's funny because watching this documentary, they get damn near everyone involved yeah. in this entire franchise to talk on. I mean, seven hours of this shit. And each, fran- each, each installment gets like 45 minutes each. The only one that's not involved, and I think it's because... Um, and there was somebody else in one of the other sequels. I can't remember. But Kevin Bacon, I think of all of his movies, I think this is the one that for some reason he doesn't like talking about. And I don't know why, because he's not bad in it. He doesn't do anything horrible. In it. He, and he has a great death. You would think that he'd want to talk about it, but he's not involved in it. Mm-hmm. But in, um, in for the reboot, or the remake, the reimagining. I think they call it the retelling because technically the yeah. beginning of that movie is the first three movies. And the I still argue that the beginning of the retelling it might be the best sequence in Friday the Thirteenth. And they, yeah, it is. It really is. And they even talk about the fact that it's like 25, 30 minutes long, and it's like the yeah. longest cold open in movie history. But they talk to. The jerk off, like uh, blonde guy, like the bro, like the frat yeah. bro, and he's like, "Yeah, my character is supposed to be an asshole, like an unlikable asshole." He's like, "But I think because I am an asshole, my death is like the best." You know, it's yeah. like, "Well, yeah, because people want you to fucking die, dude." <laughs> hey, how do you stand out in a horror movie? You be an asshole and get an awesome death, <laughs> right? And that and that's the thing, like with this franchise, there's so many. So many kills. Now, of course, had to do it because in this movie, they mentioned a kill count for Jason in Jason. They mentioned that he has killed nearly 200 people. When you actually do the math, he's killed somewhere close to about 130, something like that. So that means we've got a lot of off-screen kills by Jason that we have not been privy to, (laughs) but have been documented. 
because of course you got to take away the 10 that his mom kills and you got to take away like the 12 that Roy kills. But even with those in there, he's only up to like 160 or whatever it ends up being, yeah. you know. But so Jason has killed nearly 200 people. That is a phenomenal kill rate. But when you look at the efficiency he has in this movie, it's absolutely believable because he kills eight people, but about, I'm looking like, what's my note say? About 36 minutes in, he's already killed eight people. <laughs> and he's yeah, already so working on he nine kills, He kills like the four cops and David Cronenberg pretty much like in the first 15 minutes. Yeah. And he half kills the girl, the doctor, yeah. you know, who's brought back to life and eventually becomes one of the final people. But um, yeah, it's, it's, it's not hard to see how efficient Jason is. Now, when you look at like Michael Myers, Michael Myers is a very slow, yeah, strong killer. Once he gets his hands on you, you're done, but you can definitely run away from this dude. Jason, on the other hand, for a few movies was a walker, but he ran a lot. <laughs> so in this movie, he's a walker. But in a couple of the other movies, he's a runner. He will run after you if he needs to. And it's like, oh, God, this dude's huge. like a fucking linebacker coming at you. <laughs> so if we're talking efficiency ratings of our four primary killers. So I'm going to say Jason and I guess Freddy are going to be your two most efficient because someone has to go to sleep and you end up with Freddy's realm. Like, Wait, I was going to say... Freddy's needs you to be in a certain state. You need to be to sleep. Jason will get but, you whatever. He doesn't care. <laughs> but everyone goes to sleep and Freddy's just going to show up. So, like, it's like... True. I, now, Michael but, Myers isn't the most... I think once Michael Myers gets his hands on you, he's the most efficient. Once, because once he's, you like, are in, ungodly strong. <laughs> once you are in his grasp, he's the most efficient. So I, ha- I I think Leatherface has to be the least efficient. Well, okay, and then this is where I'm gonna I'm gonna fight for Leatherface because Leatherface is about style. Yeah. <laughs> Leatherface is all about but performance first. <laughs> he'll dance around. He'll do some wild shit. You know. Yeah. He'll look at you a little bit. He'll kind of mess with you a little bit. He's not about like I must kill right now. He's more like I'm crazy as hell. I'm just kind of nuts. I'm here to skin some people. I'm here to wear some skin. I'm having fun. <laughs> Wait, isn't there some sort of backstory where Leatherface doesn't actually like killing people at first? His family like forced them to because of how big he was. Like, uh, I again I haven't rewatched the movie yet, so but I'm gonna say probably. But then again, I'm willing to bet the remakes and the reboots have probably entered, like, introduced some sort of sympathy for him. Because at one point, the movie's called fucking Leatherface. And it's yeah. like, one of the remakes is like a literal origin story for Leatherface that no one needed or cared about. And I'm sure in that movie, probably Michael Bay involved, because I know he's involved in the first remake. He was probably like, oh, let's make leather and unwilling killer but he has to because he's the biggest of the Sawyers and it's like no it's much better if they're just a crazy fucking family you know mm-hmm. <laughs> and he happens to be the biggest so he's the one that they use to catch everybody so I think leather so I'm gonna say Leatherface is probably like, if I'm confronted with one of them Leatherface is scaring the fuck out of me more than I think because like he's like dancing around with a chainsaw. 
I, well, Gunnar Hansen was also a large dude, too. Yeah. You know, he was a very physically imposing guy, kind of like Kane Hodder and even Derek Mears in the re in the remake. All the Jasons are very physically imposing dudes. And Kane Hodder was a, like a jacked stuntman as well. So it's like he was very he knew how to grab you, you know, so you weren't going anywhere. But Michael Myers, on the other hand, was just like he's like that dead-eyed i god i can't remember how um loomis describes him but they said he essentially he's like the embodiment him, of evil he, is he essentially describes him as like the embodiment of evil like kind of like a shark yeah you know he won't stop moving until like he won't stop moving and killing you know and he won't stop until he gets the lorry and even then you don't even know if he will you know but then of course there's freddie who Freddie, you more or less need to be a teenager and you need to be somehow related to people that fucked him over, especially in that first movie. You got to be the kids of the parents that fucked him over. But in later installments, and they're all on HBO Max, so I very well might try to watch all of them, even though some of them are unwatchable. It's, I think you just at some point it becomes like, the mystical land of Freddy, essentially. Like you gotta you gotta jump into the magical realm of Freddy and then you gotta kind of fight him or he'll just come after you. It's 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 it gets very murky after a while, like why he does what he does. <laughs> Whereas Jason, we all know he just likes to kill. He's kind of like Crombopulous Michael and Rick and yeah. Morty. Oh I boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> you know, I just love I just killing. Love killing. <laughs> right. <laughs> oh boy, here I go killing again. That always makes me think of the meme where it's like, who has the best shooting face? And it's showing uh, Han Solo, Princess Leia, and Luke from Star Wars. And Luke has like wide eyes and a smile on his face. And he's just like, Luke is thinking, oh boy, here I go killing again. <laughs> here I go killing again. Yeah. <laughs> and that's Jason. Like, but the best part about Jason. And he does it several times in this movie. The first of what time he does it is probably the standout kill of this movie. And we talked about, we mentioned before, it's the nitroglycerin kill. Yeah. It's when he dunks the chick's head into the, in the tank of nitroglycerin, pulls her back out, and then smashes her face on the table. Jason's one of his go-to kills, and he does it twice, twice that I can remember in this movie. He will smash, three times actually, he will smash your face against the wall and that's it. You're done for. He'll just smash your face against the wall and be done with you. You know, it's like, again, efficiency for this guy sometimes. If he just wants you dead, he will smash your face against the wall. Hey, and be you done. know what? You know, <laughs> I imagine that's a relatively pain. Like, you're getting smashed against the wall by Jason. Quick snap of the neck. One of the better ways to go if you're getting killed by Jason. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> I mean, especially like. Especially if your face gets smashed after you've frozen to death, (laughs) after your face has been frozen, you know, you're more than likely not aware of what's about to happen because you. Yeah, but I imagine the freezing process probably was excruciating for that split second that it happened. (laughs) Right. I mean, she's already screaming because she's being quote unquote drowned, but then she's being frozen. So, you know, it's kind of give and take. But then (laughs) in this movie, he gets so many people within about a 20 minute stretch of this movie he is doing this movie becomes nothing but jason just killing people and there's no story 
there's no we're not building anything around us. But there's all all the horror tropes are there in 2848. I'm just gonna say random years because I it does not matter what year this movie takes place. It's 2455, (laughs) I think is what it is. All right, so 2886. Right in New Orleans, 3055, 1983. In the year 25, 25, 25. Right. In 1981. For the love of God, please don't do that. You know. But but uh, I love so like you go through you run through characters whose all their names are ridiculous and not worth remembering because they're all terrible characters. Well, they're all supposed to be future names, you know. But you have so you have future horny interns you have future smart chick intern you have- everyone is so horny in this movie so <laughs> horny you have future guy who doesn't want to do anything until they say we have to undress this girl and he's like oh i'll help right so yeah you fucking perv <laughs> she's unconscious die. for one she's a corpse for all you know yeah. asshole you goddamn necrophile <laughs> but yeah it's yeah, there's there's so many people. Of course, there's and then we, of course we have a cyborg. We have an android, yeah. actually. Who the guy that built her is definitely fucking. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. Like this yeah. might be more egregious. I I don't know, I don't know. Is this worse or better than Paulie in Rocky Four? Ooh, better because at least it looks like a woman. Yeah. The robot in Rocky Four is a just a fucking alien looking robot. You know, it's like. There's there's nothing really human except for the way they stack a head, a body, and arms. You know, it's <laughs> at least at least this one has well briefly has nipples until they fall off. <laughs> but it's and this one has thoughts and ideas. It's kind of like fucking a female version of Data from Star Trek: The Next Generation. You know, it's yeah. there's no real emotion there until she starts killing. You know, because then she gets to be quote-unquote cool where she's like you know turn the gun sideways and dress like trinity in the matrix it's it's a very silly stupid sequence you know but there's there's so much horniness in this movie especially the two that start to make out on jason's dead body and of course then there's the scene between the uh, student and the teacher with the nightgown and the nipple clamps and it's it's all just very stupid. That's that because Jason doesn't kill you unless you have premarital sex. Listen, in this movie, premarital sex brings Jason back from the dead. <laughs> <laughs> They're having sex is what brings him back to life. And wow, <laughs> just wow. <laughs> also, can we so can we talk about the bleak future of the ho- sport of hockey in 2946? <laughs> there is no future. It's exactly. because it was outlawed in 2024. <laughs> Let's hope that's not true. I like hockey. <laughs> I was going to say, I mean, I'm not a hockey fan, so it's fine. I, for all I know, it's already been outlawed. <laughs> I don't even ever pay attention to hockey. <laughs> But yeah, it's the fact that they said it was like, oh, we outlawed that sport in 2024. I was like, wait, what other sports did we outlaw? <laughs> you know, if we got rid of hockey, like, what, did hockey we get rid of football? <laughs> did we execute all the Canadians? Because they would never allow it. <laughs> I mean, it's the Canadians, you know, it's, it's the inevitable. Canada? <laughs> you know, you know. 
What? It's because uh, Pitch Meeting's trying to buy Canada off of Harry Potter profits? That's right. <laughs> you know, can you know they like to quote Big Daddy. You know, Canadian bears like moonshine. You know, <laughs> but that's it. No, we have nothing. We have. Uh, I have no problems with our Canadian friends to the north. Our America's hat. Yes. Can okay. we talk the C in the cum zone? <laughs> what? <laughs> Canada, United States, Mexico, cum zone. I should say. <laughs> I thought there was something much deeper going on here, Mike, and. I was willing to listen to it, but I'm not sure I wanted to. <laughs> hey, I hey, like hey, the all I'm saying is you take those three countries, you make it an anagram. It's the cum zone. The cum zone. Yeah. <laughs> Canada, United States, Mexico. We fuck. That's what we do. We, we fuck. fuck. <laughs> we fuck. <laughs> we fuck. Speaking of fucking, then there's the, the two horny kids that are uh, about to that make out on Jason. The one of them, the, the girl who goes crazy eventually, her first line is, look how big he is. I bet he's hung like a mammoth. <laughs> he's a corpse. <laughs> he, you are getting horny from a dead man. And you know he's a murderer. So you're getting horny from a corpse serial killer. You know, it's there are things here at play that this guy I don't think is prepared for. Or if he's into, the future is a way more fucked up place than it should be. <laughs> so- one of my favorite scenes. So, I think this movie is objectively awesome. <laughs> you, you have to go into it with the right mindset and the right drugs, but it's objectively right, right. awesome. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're not going to the Stone Cold Sober and being like, you know what? This is high cinema. <laughs> so, it, it, it's an objectively terrible movie, but God damn it, it's kind of entertaining. <laughs> it is. It's it's very entertaining that's, in the sense that, like, what the hell am I watching? You know, like, like, I love, uh, I love, uh, what, Brodsky or Brodsky's death? Where he's oh, like, I don't even it's, know. <laughs> it's like, it's going to take more than a poke in the ribs to put this old dog down. Then Jason stabs him through the chest again. And he's like, yeah, that ought to do it. And then he dies. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm like, what drugs were these people on to make this movie, and where can I buy them? <laughs> well, that's the thing. A lot of this movie, like originally, like we said, originally it was supposed to be like uh, Jason, if it were aliens, and and then they had to rewrite it because Scream got popular and studio execs fucked everything over like they always do, and they were like, put jokes in, make jokes, put jokes in. People like jokes. And it's like, okay, so let's put terrible jokes in. Like Janessa, that one character, where she goes out, the way she dies, she gets stuck, sucked through a grate in a hole in the side of the ship. And before she goes, she yells, this sucks on so many levels. It's like, well, you you deserve to die now. <laughs> you know, and all of her jokes are just fucking stupid. And every time that there's like, you know, a quote unquote joke, it's not even a joke. It's just fucking yeah. dumb, you know? Now, again, one of the best scenes, it's when they put on the uh, the VR teens to trick Jason, where he's like, do you, hey, do you want beer, or do you want to smoke some pot, or can we have premarital sex? <laughs> we love premarital sex. <laughs> and of course, they rip their tops off, yeah. next thing you see, they get into their sleeping bags, Jason zips them both up and starts beating one with the other, you know, yeah. and... Because as we all know, Jason hates campers and sleeping bags. He is, uh, he's burned, he's beaten one to death. He's burned them alive. He's beaten another one to death. <laughs> but 
yeah it's and that's that's like the self-referential shit like if you only had that scene that would be fine it's yeah. like okay that's fine it's bad but it's fine it's a, but, it's kind of hilarious like in, in how bad it is it's hilarious right exactly <laughs> and if you had a fully serious like space horror movie like alien and then that scene comes out of nowhere i would start dying <laughs> yeah you'd be like all right this interesting choice but and then of course there's the scene where um before she gets her face frozen and smashed, the, the chick's like, she pulls off the mask and she's like, oh, wow, no wonder you wore this thing. It's like, all right, that's a little bit of an in-joke. Yeah, we get it. He's deformed. He's special needs. Yes. The future sucks. We get it. But, you know, it's, there's hey, the little shit well, like we that. We haven't forgotten that he's a total pervert and that's why he went to hell at the age of 10. Right, of course, yeah. He found the wrong porn in the woods, according to Mike, and then just went to hell when he died. <laughs> but yeah, it's and then of course, you know, there's little shit like that, but it's like, you know what? Not every movie needed to be screened, you know. It's yeah, you you could still make Jason in space, and at that point, yes, everyone's like, Okay, this is the 10th iteration of this franchise. Might as well be in space, but at least make it like a good, like, um, environment, atmospheric horror movie, you know, like in like an alien, now, like a monster on a ship, except it's Jason. <laughs> now, if one character, if one person showed up in this movie, it would make it amazing. Who's the person? Uh, it's Danny DeVito again. <laughs> I was gonna say, I feel like the answer is either Keanu or Danny. <laughs> <laughs> You might but, think um, it's Ripley. If Ripley showed up, that would be pretty awesome. But would it be awesome as Danny DeVito? I think not. <laughs> <laughs> how old would Danny DeVito be in 24 or whatever? Like, how would He's he ageless. <laughs> so, so, yeah, it's just, he just frozen in time. <laughs> they, somehow, they pull some cryogenically frozen bodies. It's, it's Jason, the half-dead girl, and Danny DeVito for some reason. <laughs> <laughs> for some reason <laughs> while we were going through crystal lake research facility we found jason and you oh and also down the hall we found uh we found dan devito <laughs> we thought we brought we thought we'd bring him too he seemed like a good guy so why not everyone seemed to love him so we wanted to see what he was all about and then right. danny devito danny devito kills everyone while jason watches and that's right. the rest of them. get him danny get him <laughs> get him danny Kill him! We've already established that Danny DeVito and Jason Voorhees are the best of friends. <laughs> yes, we have. Yes, we have. But oh, speaking of other things that I would actually want to see movies about, there is a the uh, a thing called the Microsoft Conflict, which is mentioned in this movie, and apparently involved people beating each other with our own severed limbs. I want to see that. What the hell went down to cause that? was this the star wars trek no that was the mass exodus of star wars fans this was the star trek wars a battle between star trek fans right exactly yeah and then uh there's there's this there's a lot about this movie that is it's again it's so silly but then it's like all right this is the 10th jason film you know it's ninth jason film technically you gotta you gotta go franchise. in expecting what it yeah. is like you, you can't go into it looking for a great movie you gotta go into it right. looking like hey i want to see some awesome kills and ridiculous scenarios and you get both 
at least, and this is where I'll give Friday the 13th the, the, the credit it really does deserve. At every turn, even though the formula is the same with Jason killing teenagers, essentially, they've at least tried to do something different every almost every time. And if they sent Jason to fucking space for Christ's sake. And then they made Uber Jason, which is like a dead Jason rebuilt with nanotech to be half a machine. You know, it's okay. There's that. But then you look at the Friday the 30th, you look, not Friday the 30th, you look at the Nightmare on Elm Street franchise. It's just Freddy killing dream, like in dreams, yeah. killing people. It's in making terrible by get, the end. Un, until you get to New Nightmare, you don't get anything that different. Right. It's it's all the same. It's all and it, by then Freddy becomes just a joke by then too. It's yeah. he's just he's just cracking one-liners and being ridiculous. And even Michael Myers, to a certain extent, it's like they're just trying, they're saying how terrible, how scary Michael Myers is and how deadly he is. And that's it. You know, they're not really doing much else. And of course, Texas Chainsaw Massacre is just about how fucked up the Sawyer family is. You know, it's yeah. there's nothing else going on there. But with Friday the 13th, at least they did something different every time. And even though you have Jason, silly Jason in space, you have Jason in space, you know, for Christ's sake. You know, you don't you don't have him doing you don't have him still killing camp counselors it's also crazy that the iconic the iconic image of the franchise doesn't come up until the third movie right exactly yeah it, you that don't would be like get what the franchise is known for until movie three yeah that'd be like freddy krueger suddenly getting his knife hands in you know the third like the third iteration or in dream yeah. warriors or whatever you know it's like no you know it's like we're getting a sweater or something like that you know everybody was full every else was everybody else was essentially fully formed from the beginning or michael myers not getting his bleached captain kirk mask until (laughs) right without his shatner mask yeah the shape but um yeah it's jason it's that's the craziest thing about this franchise it's 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 there's so many movies of it Yet every single one, you can't really, unless you're like, I mean, obviously for like the casual fan, like I am after seeing the documentary, I'm going back and being like, okay, that was this one. That was this one. But even after seeing that, I'm like, okay, wait, was that this one or was Roy the sixth one? You know, which one was it? But when it comes to like Halloween, you go, okay, Halloween one and two back to back great movies three that's the one without michael myers and then after that it's like i couldn't tell you i couldn't tell you what happens all i know is that paul rudd shows up at one point and fucking busta rhyme shows up at another one i know that much you know it's like and michael myers is around you know he's killing people for some reason jamie lee curtis comes and goes it's it's weird and then there's the sawyers like matthew mcconaughey renee zellweger and the original i know two sucks but three i know nothing about and then anything else other than that, like I mean, the Texas care. Chainsaw Massacre was actually the Illinois Hammer Killer until the third movie. What? <laughs> <laughs> Talking about when they got their iconic roles, so the Texas Chainsaw Massacre didn't get his chainsaw until the third movie. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. There you go. I was gonna say, I'm like, did I miss something? <laughs> the fucking Illinois Hammer Killer. What the hell? <laughs> Although I'm sure that's a hell of a franchise that that could be started. You know. Yeah, let's get all 50 states involved and we're gonna have we're gonna have a state, we're gonna have a weapon, and we're gonna have a synonym for killing. <laughs> well, 
Technically, Jersey's already gone for it at 13. <laughs> We've already got Jason and his machete. Wait, no, no, no. Then that has to be the uh, New Jersey machete premarital sex stabber. <laughs> the premarital, what did you call it last week? The premarital sex havers or something like that? Yeah. <laughs> like, Jesus Christ, man. <laughs> if only Jason would kill all these premarital sex havers. <laughs> Gotta be a better way to say that. Horny teens, maybe? No, <laughs> no <laughs> premarital sex hours. <laughs> but yeah, I mean next we're gonna get the Oregon corkscrew. I, I don't know. <laughs> Whatever. Another word for killer. <laughs> Murder, slaughter, <laughs> slasher. I was well, trying to think of something silly. Well, that's the thing about the Pacific Northwest. They have a whole bunch of those serial killers, like the Green River Killer and all that kind of stuff. But, um, yeah, it's... And with all the franchises that we're going to talk about when it comes up this month and with the different people that we're going to talk about them with, I'm sure we're going to get some insights into who's the best. But personally, I mean, if we're talking about Jason, we're talking about Leatherface, Michael Myers, and Freddy. Of the big four, obviously only two have faced off on film. And... If, if I'm putting money on it and I'm picking the one I'm going to want to watch the most, it's going to be Jason. You know, I'm, I'm really not looking to watch Leatherface a lot because I just think they're kind of gross. Leatherface you know? is the hardest to watch for sure. Definitely the hardest to watch. And Michael Myers is number two. I mean, I love me. Like Michael Myers is good, but he's he's basically the movie slasher version of the undertaker you know (laughs) the wrestler the undertaker even does the undertaker well the undertaker does the michael myers thing like where he just sits up (laughs) when you get to freddy like the earliest iterations of freddy and then maybe a new nightmare i'm like okay freddy's awesome but then he also has the lowest lows so i think freddy has the highest highs and the lowest lows yeah absolutely and that's that's mostly because, and of course, I mean, I'll talk about this with a little more um, research having been done uh, when we get to them, but Wes Craven's, you know, vision for that first one is so clear. Yeah. You know, you know exactly what he wants, and it's such a great movie. But by the time then you come back and hit New Nightmare, it's also a very clear vision. Everything in between, though, mm-hmm. it's kind of like we have to make more of these movies. So what do we do just to keep people coming in to, into the theater? And unfortunately, what they did was garbage. You know, it's like, and that's where the slasher fatigue of the '80s kind of set in, where it was like. Yeah, there's hundreds of these things now. How do we keep our marquee names in here? Well, fucking Dream Warriors. Uh, okay, let's go with it. Why not? <laughs> <laughs> the name Dream Warriors makes me think like they they somehow like they form Dream Voltron. That's what's going on here. <laughs> it's Freddy versus Dream Voltron. <laughs> right. Exactly. <laughs> Wait, why why is that not so freddy invades dreams you i want to see freddy go into like a lucid dreamer's dream and he just goes you just fucked up and then suddenly has a giant anime robot there with him and he just beats the fuck out of freddy with it oh 
Now you fucked up. <laughs> you have fucked up now. <laughs> have fucked up now. Oh, R.I.P. to that guy. You know? What's his name? Trevor? I yeah, think Tre- was, I love the whitest kids you know, and I was so damn sad when that happened. Yeah, I saw that. I was like, holy shit. Like, the first thing I thought of was, oh, now you fucked up. Trevor's plays uh, John Wilkes Booth in that skit, and he runs right. up and kills him. So <laughs> right. Where you going, Toby? Where you going, you fat piece of shit? <laughs> right. You have you fucked up now. <laughs> but uh, yeah, Patricia Arquette shows up in Dream Warriors, and it's... I mean, unfortunately, we'll talk about it. It's got the it's got my favorite soundtrack of all of them, obviously, because Dokken did the Dream Warrior yeah. song for that. And I love me some fucking hair metal. And <laughs> Dokken is one of the best hair metal bands out there, just for how silly they got eventually. Wait, but, I have a I have a weird theory. So Highlander. When they suffer wounds that don't get that aren't head cut off, the scars remain, right? Well, we see on the Kurgan that his throat yes. slash partial throat slash remains. Yes. yes. So, what if Jason is one of the immortals, and he drowned young, and that sparked the immortal gene? That was his first death, and him jumping back and grabbing Alice was his first. He came back wrong per se, like Pet Sematary, yeah. you know, <laughs> or a Reanimator. Right now, uh, now. And my the issue here is he keeps growing. That doesn't happen with the other immortals. They stop where they're aging. Right. Well, he happened to die as a child. Yeah. It's uh but, now, but he does have all of the different wounds from all of yeah. the different movies present. <laughs> they stay there. <laughs> so if Jason had to go up against the Kurgan with his electrified sword from gifted to him by Canon Pictures. Cool. Who's winning that fight? Uh, <laughs> or are the Kurgan yeah. and Highlander teaming up to fight Jason? I don't know. I think that's a that's a that's a fight. Eventually, I think Jason wins because you just can't fucking kill that guy, no matter what you do. <laughs> <laughs> or does Jason and the Kurgan team up and kill Highlander, and then Jason kills the Kurgan? I mean, there can be only one. So if Jason finds one. that out, he'll he'll find a way to kill everybody. <laughs> well, he'll kill everybody regardless of it. <laughs> Jason, we went one immortal, not one person. <laughs> nope, gotta kill them all. <laughs> gotta Jason, kill everybody. <laughs> they remake all the Friday the 13th with all the original footage, but Jason has a dubbed over voiceover from Nicolas Cage. <laughs> So in the first movie when I hopped out of the water, just Nicholas Kid showed, gotcha. <laughs> I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> Jason's running after someone in Jason X and Nicholas Cage. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. I'm a vampire. <laughs> he's smashing someone with in the sleeping bag. He's going, A, B, C. <laughs> One smash for every letter, yeah. He smashed that person 26 times. Fucking savage. (laughs) This man's a monster. When Pamela talks to Jason instead of her saying, Mommy, (laughs) mommy, get the kid. What does does she say? Kill her, mommy. Kill her, mommy. (laughs) It's 
Nicholas Cage is dubbed over. Kill her, mommy. Kill her. Kill her. Kill her, mommy. If, yeah, I mean, of course, the whole time we haven't even mentioned the kill, kill. Like, and that's the kill and the beginning of kill and the beginning of mommy. That's the kill. That's the Harry Manfredini's score of the kill, kill. like that. The greatest, okay, aside from Michael Myers, is um, it's not tubular. Is it tubular bells? No, whatever it is, it's it's just the Halloween theme, you know, it's all that. It's Carpenter's Halloween theme. That sounds a lot like tubular bells, but it's. Aside from that, I think he might have the best theme music, essentially. You know, because when you hear the you know Jason's coming, or yeah. Pamela's coming, or even Roy. But the killers in the Friday the thirteenth had the best intro music, whereas Michael Myers's little like that's that's <laughs> chilling just to hear. <laughs> I don't know if you ever watched American Dad. Uh, I've been watching a lot of it recently because Family Guy left Adult Swim. So when I'm like going to fall asleep, I just put that on. And when American you, Dad, you ever see the one with Stan's bully where Stan is bullying Steve and then his bully comes in and brings his own theme music? The possibly. Oh, yes. Imagine that was Jason Voorhees. Like, Jason Voorhees walks up with a boombox. So it's like, Jason, Jason Voorhees. He just starts killing people. He suddenly gets like a sense of flair. (laughs) (laughs) Jason Voorhees teams up with Ric Flair. (laughs) (laughs) Ric Flair is Jason Voorhees' hype man. (laughs) He's just standing next to him. Woo! And the kid camper turns around, gets her head chopped off. Oh, every time you hear Ric Flair, you die. It's like a weird version of Candyman. <laughs> they heard Ric Flair and then they died. Are you sure it was Ric Flair killed him? It wasn't the giant man in the hockey mask next to him. <laughs> no, it was weird. It was Ric Flair that killed him. Yeah. <laughs> but all I saw was his spangly red wrestling suit and then i heard and a then woo it, and then and a bright boom a bright blonde mullet and just a woo <laughs> and all of a sudden yeah. and then hulk hogan comes in and then again it just turns into professional wrestling by god <laughs> that's jason Voorhees. oh my god <laughs> hulk hogan comes in tag teaming with michael myers versus jason Voorhees and rick flair <laughs> amazing just be amazing. The golden age of wrestling would be amazing. I mean, a lot of a lot of blood. <laughs> Just a lot of blood. But so that's probably enough on uh, Friday yeah. the 13th. I think we've rambled on long enough. <laughs> but, uh, so uh Mike, where can people find us on the internet? You can find us at Happy Hour Films Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Give us a like, give us a follow, shoot us a message. Love to hear from you. And you find us for your streaming pleasure. I don't even know if I could call it that anymore. We talked about cannibals last week. We talked, yes. we talked about professional wrestlers teaming up with horror movie icons this week. But for your streaming pleasure, you find us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts and like 10 other sites because of Anchor. Yes. <laughs> but you're at Happy Hour Films Podcast. Go find us. That's right. Yeah. Well, if you if you're listening to this, you have already found us. But go convince others to go find us. Right, tell others. Tell your cannibal friends that we uh, we want your listening. Uh, we want their ears. Tell your professional wrestling fan friends that we want their ears. We'll talk about it every time, but somehow it might come up. But uh, yes, 
tell tell everybody that you know to listen to us and obviously you should just be doing that because you're fans and we appreciate that we love it we love talking to you we love doing this for you guys and also for the fact that we get to talk about things like movies from the point of view of sperm and also cannibals are great (laughs) (laughs) so again an opinion only endorsed by me but again we established last week that if i'm the only reason that's the reason why i survived the cannibal holocaust then so be it (laughs) but so next week we will continue you survive movie man your partner doesn't right mike must die i'm like well it had to happen at some point so (laughs) new co-host for me i guess But yeah, yeah, drink out of that cauldron. Drink your fishbowl. <laughs> It'll be your last. <laughs> but anyway, so next week we will be, we touched on him uh, this week. We will be talking about leather. Leather. We will talk about Leatherface and the Sawyer family and uh, that great, uh, the, Illinois Ham- the Illinois Hammer Massacre. No, it's Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Is what it was. And it was <laughs> so, Illinois Hammer Murderer. That's right, murder. But now, so next week we'll be talking about Gunnar Hansen and uh, Matthew McConaughey and all the like and the rest of the uh, the Leatherface crew. And we will be doing it with a new guest or a first time guest, but a longtime listener. And uh, I just I'm just going to say ahead of time, you're probably going to be in for uh, a treat if you like hearing Mike get yelled at for being wrong. <laughs> oh my god this is literally going to be like working at the trophy shop again like i don't know why i'm subjecting myself to this <laughs> it's gonna be pretty great but um we'll see how, we'll see how it goes and uh yeah. we'll we'll uh we'll go from there but as always i have been ross bacon i've been mike mcguigan and we'll see you guys next time so long